You're tuned in to Itu Banta Tambien, a Star Wars podcast from a Latinx and Hispanic point of view. Uh, we're one week away from The Mandalorian's release, so our first show back is going to be all about The Mandalorian and how excited we are about it. Plus, Benioff and Weiss need replacements, and we have some suggestions, along with some quick Resistance Reborn discussion and some other stuff. All this and more today on Itu Banta Tambien. Katrina <laughs> it's good to be back I am so glad that that we have found a way to do this right in time for the Mandalorian which I am so 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 excited for and I'm so 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 excited to hear your voice again so yes my co-host um, Kayla Sutton oh 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 I miss you <laughs> I miss you too we've, we've been away for a really long time and a lot of things have like changed and we've tried to record episodes in between, but this is going to be the one. I'm excited. I think it's the perfect because, I mean, like, next week, everybody prepares for Disney to deduct money from their bank account. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just kind of a fitting that we do it before we all have access to see the very first episode of The Mandalorian. Plus, we all have access in our Disney Plus account to all eight movies. Woo-hoo! In and the, the Skywalker Wars. saga, and the Clone Wars, and Rebels, <laughs> and all of the things. I miss know? Rebels. Like I need to have an- another Rebels sit down because I've missed my family. So I- I've literally made a schedule of things I'm going to binge <laughs> and or watch when Disney Plus drops during the holidays. Oh my um, gosh. So Rebel- yes. Rebels is on the list. Clone Wars is on the list. Um, so yeah, there was. When Clone Wars was on Netflix, there was many hours lost just watching Clone Wars. So Mm -hmm. I'm just mentally preparing myself for that again. Oh my god, pencil me in for some live tweets. We're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of Clone Wars opinions. I'm gonna I'm gonna finally unleash my fandom opinions. Speaking of speaking of live (laughs) tweets, um, (laughs) we are trying to nail down what the hashtag will be when we start live tweeting The Mandalorian, but also we will be live tweeting the movies leading up to the release of The Rise of Skywalker. So, I mean, if you want to join, we welcome it. We want it. And Mm -hmm. I think it'll be great to just do it as a family, as a Star Wars family. And I I I appreciate it. It's familia, so I just, you know, just make some some food. You know, it's it's the winter mm-hmm. time. Make some menudo mm-hmm. and uh, sit down with that and watch some Star Wars with us. Yes, know? yeah. Watch watch our feed for all the times and dates that you guys will be able to do that because we will be. There's going to be a lot of live tweeting this holiday. A lot of live tweeting. A lot of book reading. A lot of crying. I'm really excited for it. A lot of Mandalorian. A lot of it. 
a lot of Mandalorian. In fact, let's let's go ahead and start off with like the best Star Wars news of the day. It is Monday the fourth. That is not the day that this is going to get published, but but the best Star Wars news of the day, along with the new trailer for the Mandalorian, was that our darling Disney princess. Uh, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. and now Star Wars assassin Ming-Na Wen has been her character was revealed today in the for the Mandalorian. She's a Disney Thanos. Like she's got Marvel. (laughs) Walt Disney Studios all she needs is Pixar. Give it to her. Please give it to her. (laughs) And then someone like put her in the gauntlet just for us. (laughs) Just so we can see her in it. It's amazing. And, like, on the strength of her being announced today and, like, what her character was, I was like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to rewatch all of ER. Like, I'm just, oh, like, I'm going yes. to give her all everything, all of my views, because this is, like, the best news of, like, when they just finally confirmed. Yes. I, I can't wait. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure we've all been, like, heavily debating over, over who she was going to be, and I'm very excited to see that she's going to be this, like, badass new, like, antagonistic e assassin, which, like, that's my favorite character archetype. <laughs> so I'm super happy for her. And I'm, I her, her character name, by the way, is uh, Fennec Shand. She has the awesome closing line in the uh, latest Mandalorian trailer. Uh, she says, your name will be legendary. So the Mandalorian, or whoever she's talking to, has a name. And... I'm very excited to talk about him. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we're all a suspense around it. And um, mm-hmm. just like up past this news, it was, to- you know, a lot of us that are writers or within the content space were told that we weren't getting screeners to The Mandalorian, yes. which I love. Like, I get to watch this fresh with family. I'm really excited and I do appreciate that they're like being honest, like, no, you, you're going to want to watch this with everybody. You're going to want to have that experience. So I think mm-hmm. that that's the best part about this is that there is such secrecy around it. You don't know anything. Um, and I like it that way. So if you're one of those people that was getting really upset and just having a fit that you can't watch it, get over it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, well, I'm excited yeah, I, I, it's like, I don't know. Okay, so I have had the privilege of getting to see certain Star Wars movies a little early. Um, the, not the Skywalker saga movies, um, but for media screeners. And I will tell you, like, and I'm not, to, this is not to, like, sound chillish in any way or whatever, whoever might say some stupid word for it. But, like, seeing it among other people who considered themselves film critics um, versus seeing it with my friends who love Star Wars. Uh, the movie was very different for me um, on both experiences. Cause of course I went back and like saw it and paid money for it and stuff. Um, um, and it's just like, that was my, that was the decider for me that I'm bringing it up because that was the day that I was like, Star Wars isn't special unless it's with friends, like not even other Star Wars friends, but people that you care about um, and being able to share this story of hope with them, even if they're not like, you know, fans or whatever, it's just a lot more exciting and fulfilling to watch with people. So that's why I'm hustling to try and figure out 
who I'm going to have over to watch The Mandalorian and what time it comes out. I, I don't know. Is it going to come out at the 7 a.m. release of Disney Plus or am I not reading things right? I think it is. It's like available that unless they like unless they're like an HBO where like you can't watch the episode until like when it comes like if they like HBO and Amazon Prime if you have the two of those together mm-hmm. you the act the, the, as soon as it goes like it's open mm-hmm. is released and watch it on your own time on mm-hmm. there so they made that way but they're very secretive about it and it's just it's like you said like it's a very different experience seeing something I got to see solo before my husband did but it's different mm-hmm. and I was able to enjoy solo more with my husband yeah. um so like it's one of those things of saying like enjoying it with people as opposed to the people that are it, which is not mm-hmm. to knock any of my film critic fans or tv critic fans of course because, so, yeah. because that's you know I'm one of those so mm-hmm. um I think it's it's there's a difference but I'm I'm really excited to get this and like see this and just have it and yeah. watch it um i know that if i watch my husband first i <laughs> being like the biggest ever so i have to <laughs> all that in and just not do it even though i'm like inch like itching to watch it but um i i'm so so ready and and you know them confirming and i mean not this is a latinx podcast but we're for all representation and to see mm-hmm. another you know uh, person of color in a and B or is not and it's just so refreshing and I'm mm-hmm. holding my breath like please don't please don't make her an alien don't make her but just don't yeah. <laughs> so um, mm-hmm. I think that that was like the best part of it is just knowing like she's in there and she's this kick ass assassin and it's gonna be I, I'm so incredibly like I'm I'm like really anxious. It's really like it's like waiting for like okay, like you know it's coming. Disney Plus dropping yeah. is like waiting for your birthday. Yes. But you know it's coming. You know it's the exact date. You know what you're gonna do. I know and I was like, I know myself. Like the first thing I'll probably turn on mm-hmm. is first thing in the morning when it drops, I'll turn on three caballeros. That's just me. That's yeah. my favorite movie. I like if you know me, saludos uh, amigos and three caballeros yes. was like my introduction to Disney at four years old. Well, mm-hmm. three years old through my family and that was like and you like if you ask any <laughs> like donald duck like you, that's just that's our that's ours like americans yeah. have mickey mouse donald duck is ours yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we you know we claim them so so i know that. then i know when i <laughs> work i'm gonna turn mm-hmm. on anna because i used to three again watch the disney vault and watch pollyanna and escape from ridge mountain but then I get to sit down and watch The Mandalorian, and it's just, I'm so excited. And and it, God forbid, I'm just waiting to see if he takes his helmet off in the first episode, and I guarantee you they probably won't. Yeah, I'm, well, like, I, I have no idea what to expect with this first episode. Like, I, I was there, at, everything I'm building off, every theory I'm building off, and this is, it's only because it's fun to build theories, um, is based on what we saw at um celebration which again could be footage that doesn't even make it in this show but what we were shown was that in this first episode 
the Mandalorian goes to meet Werner Herzog's character, and Werner Herzog like says a bunch of Werner Herzog things, and then he like hires Mandalorian uh, to track down someone who is fifty years old and protecting like some kind of MacGuffin or baby. I can't remember what it was, but um, but that's like that was what was circulating around my theory with Ming Na. But now I don't think that she is that character that he's trying to track down. I think she's somebody else. Um, well, we know who she is, but in relation to the Mandalorian, I think she's someone else. Um, but yeah, like, you know what I've loved about the marketing campaign for this um, is that we haven't been told anything, but at the same time, it doesn't feel, and this isn't to knock JJ or whatever, but it doesn't feel mystery boxy, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's maybe because it was, it's, it's a shorter, like we've had a shorter lead up to the Mandalorian and they've been like packing us with like little bits here and there since celebration. So throughout the year, we've had like little random, you know, interviews drop or like, you know, they do the, they did the unboxing last, uh, last month for Triple Force Friday and Pedro and, um, uh, and Cara Dune. Oh man, I forgot her name. Um, but yeah, our, our, our leads were unboxing their figurines from the Mandalorian. So like I've, I've actually in comparison to a, a film like Solo, like this is, I feel like they've done the marketing they need for this TV show. Um, and that they've done more than enough for it to have, I mean, they, they cast Pedro Pascal, so I'm biased. I was hooked right there. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch a Star Wars film. Or this the Star Wars show that I'm going to have to pay for a service for. Um, but, like, actually seeing how they've laid out the campaign alongside having to manage that Disney Plus, like, synergy, I've been really impressed. I will say that. Yeah, and I, I think that that's just, like, learned and like mm-hmm. one Disney, Disney marketing is one of the the people the, the the teams there that they have um that do from their in the past or any missteps that they make um and I think that that's good on their part to understand like this is what it's going to appeal um mm-hmm. and they know that the fan, the Star Wars fan base is going to do the marketing for them um if you give us a little bit we're going to run with it for the next three weeks mm-hmm. um so that's just a week and dropping it literally a week before it's yes genius absolute genius like mm-hmm. hey by the way let's just go ahead and tell you you know what her character is before it drops and we're gonna talk about <laughs> it for the rest of the week and we're gonna do podcasts about it clearly because <laughs> that's just that's just how the star wars fandom works um yeah and shout out to anthony for that amazing amazing yeah. article for vanity fair um announcing it and and I think that um her joy over this has been amazing and I I'm really excited to see the show I mean I I don't need anything else I don't want to know anything else and excited to watch it you know at my home you know with my kid and with my husband and enjoy and immerse myself in Star Wars for the next you know eight weeks and then have the movie such a great so i mean bring it on so let's do like give me all the star wars <laughs> yeah yeah give, give give me all the star wars and like i'm pretty sure that we're we are not at the end of mandalorian news so by the end of the week 
we might be loaded up with even more information on who's going to be around and what what our heroes are up to. So fingers crossed. Um, but before we delve like too far into the Mandalorian talk, which we totally did, <laughs> I do want to mention Resistance Reborn, which comes out this week. Uh, it has been... It has been so long since I've been so pleased with with many Star Wars books at once. Um, I'm very judgmental when it comes to what happens in the new novel canon and uh, how stories are told, I guess. Um, but right on the heels of, of reading Zoraida Cordova's A Crash of Fate, which is amazing. You guys should totally, totally like read it. Like Even if you don't ever plan to go to Batu, um, it's a beautiful book. But right on the heels of that, Coming into Resistance Reborn, which is written by Rebecca Rowan Horace, comes out this week on the 5th. Um, I, without spoiling anything, I will tell you that this book is everything that I wanted after The Last Jedi. Because, And I won't speak too hard on like my critiques of The Last Jedi, because they are very different from the critiques of like, a 40 year old man who like breaks Rose Tico figurines. Like my critiques of the, of the last Jedi are like very different from his, but um, on that <laughs> note, <laughs> I that was a... we are not, I'm not with him. <laughs> oh my word. That is the most descriptive. Year old man breaking Rose figurines. I'm not with that crowd. I'm just not. It's not me. I have other gripes, but they're not those gripes. Like those are my. Those are some of my favorite things. Is Rose Tico. Um, but yeah, the, going back to it, like everything that I had a gripe about in the Last Jedi, everything that left me feeling like sad, basically, was it wasn't like those key points or story points weren't washed away by the book. But the feeling of sadness and loss that I had after watching The Last Jedi was nourished into hope and uh, just appreciation for how characters are handled. And um, I have one or two little gripes with it, which is why it will sit at a 9.5. But a 9.5 is pretty darn good in my book. And this is, again... Um, the first Star Wars book written by a Native American woman. Um, there is so much Poe and Poe's hair in this book. And it's just, <laughs> it's wonderful. I, I am not exaggerating when I say that. And I will give you no more context. <laughs> oh, God. You got you to gotta read the book to understand what I'm talking about. And you should absolutely do it because it will leave you feeling so good. And we love books that make us feel, leave us feeling good sometimes. I, yes, I'm really excited. I'm going to get up this week. Um, Wee! So I'm really excited. I mean, like I said, coming off of, you know, how amazing a crush is, I yes. like, it's just, I'm going to women in Star Wars canon and Star Wars books, they just go hand in fucking hand. Um, mm -hmm. Women have for the most part, carried on the lore of Star Wars. And so this is what makes me more excited is knowing mm -hmm. that that's still something that they have invested in, knowing that, hey, we want to tell the series and a part of the canon. And, you know, that Lucasfilms has ushered that in and, and, and fostered that with their yeah. female authors. Um, so I, I, I am really excited about this one. 
I will, I mean, this is something to remind everyone in our fandom, uh, the old fans, the new fans, the fans who live for infinite years. Um, women were some of the first people to write fin- fan fiction about Star Wars. They were some of the f- zines full of like 22 page fanfics about what happened to Princess Leia and Han and Luke after uh, after A New Hope between those gap years. And to see women leading the charge, like to look at my bookshelf and to see gender parody starting to come into play, it's such a wonderful, beautiful thing. Because we've always been here. Like, I've, we've always been writing fiction, guys, um, <laughs> and other folks. <laughs> it's really nice like it's really nice to see my my shelf look that, like this. the um, looking the so looking yeah. for lay just jumped right at you <laughs> it really did i learned so much i learned so much like like just working on that on that that documentary series and i'm so thankful for it um but yeah so resistance reborn super fun comes out tuesday Hell, you may be listening to this on Tuesday if I can edit it fast enough. So, hey, go check it out. It should be at a bookstore, um, I assume. Um, just don't buy it from Amazon. <clears throat> anyway, back to the Mando talk. We're all very excited about this particular show because not only is it going to be the first Star Wars TV show, it is also the first Star Wars TV show where there are, like, no white men on the visible cast. It's amazing. <laughs> except for what? Like, except for Warner Herzog. That's right? it. And it, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> it, it's it's kind of gripe. It's just not to be anybody. It's just like, this is what I want for Star Wars, no. especially something that's it's a live I... action Star Wars TV show. The first. So, the first. The first and. It's funny as hell because its showrunner is a white person on screen, yeah. and it's amazing. Um, I think that again, it's just a fantastic thing to see, and it's a fantastic thing to witness. And I, I can't uh, just like uh, oh, like I said, y'all know I'm here. I'm here for Giancarlo. Um, that's a man mm-hmm. is all around uh, a, just amazing being. He will just like mm-hmm. change your life. Um, but I, I'm so here for it. I'm, I'm here for Call Weathers. Like it's just gonna be yes. so good. And um, you know, this is black part of me. It's just like, right, look at the people. And, yes. and it's amazing. I, I, I love, I love like the recent, like this year has been a really big year for me. And like leaning over to a friend and going like, you know, is there no white people on that poster? <laughs> and then them going, yeah, and me going like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Voices go quiet. And we're like, wait, there are like no white people on the resistance poster. None. Why? None. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all got regulated to alien rules. Um, no, but you know, as as a white Latina, um, it's it is really refreshing to see darker shades of Star Wars characters 
who are not covered in makeup. And I'm so glad that the, that's that's what the Mandalorian is giving us. And that this this goes to the point where representation matters hugely behind the camera because look at the people outside of Dave and uh, and John Favreau that are attached to this. Um, if you look at like who's behind Resistance, Athena Portillo is uh, is, is leading the charge on that show. Um, and even and when you go back to the Mando, we have a very like varying line of directors, two of which have already signed on for season two that come from different walks of life and are of different colors and different genders. And I think that we're going to see not just from the posters and like our immediate looks at these casts, we're going to see a very different, but refreshing and full sort of storytelling in star Wars that we haven't seen before. And I'm really excited for that with the Mandalorian. And and I mean, like, you can, I guess, say, um, <laughs> I'm going to be nice and if you find problems with the fact that this is a very diverse cast, very interesting, mm-hmm. um, the world is changing. Yep. And technically, has always been this way. It's just that we're just now paying attention to it. Um, and yep. I'm trying, like, trying to say this as nice as possible. Honestly, I don't feel like being nice. <laughs> if you don't like it, mm-hmm. what I'm going to do is make a different show from anybody else. I said that. Yes. I said that without cussing, and I'm so very proud of myself. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I did. I'm proud of you. I, I, I could. I'm proud I of could. you. But I could. But <laughs> if you want to hear and or see me because they are acting mm. a fool about this okay boomers <laughs> oh, I'm not even and you know funny side note I'm, I'm a millennial okay like I'm not a Gen Z. Gen mm-hmm. Z is the one that came up with that one. But the there are some boomers in Star Wars fandom. And guess what? Mm-hmm. I yep. You and this how you think. And that's don't have to pay for have to watch it. That's on yep. you. That's the your rest money. Of us will be having fun. We will be live reading and having fun and, and you can go be Mad in mad person land. Uh, I will be looking at all the sexy people in space on TV. It'll be great. So I'm very excited for it. And it's just like I this is kind of an era that hasn't been touched at all in in, you know, the continuity of Star Wars. We got a little inkling of it um, in Star Wars Uprising, which was a mobile game that I totally loved that got canceled. It was very sad. Um, and in the Afterlife Trilogy by Chuck Wendig. Uh, but this is kind of our first foray into seeing the galaxy, like, without law, in a way. Because the Rebels are still building into the New Republic at this point. It's only five years after uh, Return of the Jedi. So that's why things are very lawless. Um, oh, and one thing I wanted to uh, pick up, something that... Um, Anthony Bresnikin actually pointed out today 
was that the Tychus character, um, IG-11, I believe his name is. There we go. Uh, he's kind of wearing cross bandoliers in a very Pancho Villa kind of way. Um, so I'm excited to see the visual Latinx influence because of this very old West feel um, to to the Mandalorian. I'm excited to see what we I was at my desk when they showed <laughs> and he and I read that and pointed it out and I was very upset because not that many people have voted for my hashtag because it is clearly oh. um, a, a lot of badindos but you, but, uh, but you guys don't want it so it's fine. It's They're... fine. <laughs> I mean <laughs> everyone's like I can't type that many I know. I'm like you know what it's fine. You don't want it. You just want El Mendo and it's fine. But um oh, it's all good. But like I said I mean just like seeing the you know seeing that and you know it makes me happy to see that they've thrown that influence in and it's something that um Despite how you might have feel about any of the other movies that John Favreau has done, <coughs> Lion King, <laughs> Jungle Book, um, <laughs> he's learned, um, and he's he's very much so grown, um, and so that's why I think that this is gonna work. Um, and seeing the influences of a lot of that stuff, and and Star Wars has always taken from different cultures. It's just never really reflected those cultures within the cast. And I'm excited to see that because um, mm-hmm. we all know where uh, Padme's clothes came from and what it was influenced by, but you didn't get to see yes. that. Um, so now you get to see. You can go learn more about it on <laughs> Great article by our friend Jess. You should totally go read it. Sorry about that. Please no, I mean, like, plug it all you want because it is a great, it, it is great because, I mean, it, it's one of those things of saying that Star Wars has been influenced by so many different cultures over the years, but it hasn't been mm-hmm. truly reflected. And so I think that this is where we're see, we're going to start to see that intersection. And I think that down the road, when other directors are brought in, of color or mm-hmm. you know or writers you'll start to see more of that and then you can have it reflected in the cast and not only in just the influences so I'm really excited about that yeah yeah I'm I I think that there is a roadmap for opportunity with the types of talent that you can get when you just stop only hiring one type of person Kathleen Kennedy um which on that note, we actually came prepared with little lists because uh, last week um, the news broke that <laughs> David Benioff and <laughs> I'm sorry, I I I had been praying so hard. I have had so many talks with God, and me and God went back and forth, and he's like, Kayla, if it is my will, I will allow it, and he did, and I'm just so happy. Oh, this is what you get with your mouth on the panel about how you just basically that was a damn field goal. Uh, somebody was like reading that thread to Kathleen Kennedy and she was slowly reaching for her phone mm-hmm. like oh. yeah, I, I remember I was reading to my husband and he just kept, he kept saying why would you say that out loud? Why are you this? He's like don't say it 
just let it have happened. And I'm like, of course. And everyone's like, oh, no, there's no way they lost it. No, no, no. This was the nail in the coffin. You don't think that Kathleen Kennedy would kill some shit <laughs> uh, based on some news she heard and they were just running their damn mouth? Yes. Yes, she will. Mm-hmm. Um, George Lucas, he, he heard it from afar. <laughs> And he called and he's like, I will nix all of this shit if you guys don't fix it and get them the hell off. And you know what? I will give you your four billion back. Yes, he would. He would. Even he's, you know what? He would be like, you know what? Like me and my CGI will run away. CGI space goes. Where are my goes. old Mac computers? CGI force goes. <laughs> we're gonna run away, and we're not gonna be associated with you anymore if you don't get them the hell out of here. It happened, and I feel good about it. So they can go. You know what? Whatever. They've lost everything, and that's fine with me because that's what they get for running their damn mouths. And now they can go ruin Netflix. I... Don't ruin Netflix. Don't ruin. Don't ruin Star Wars. <laughs> Can you, like, believe that their excuse for Game of Thrones ending bad was because they had to work on a Star Wars movie, and then they their excuse for not working on a Star Wars movie is that they have to work on a Netflix series. Like, no, I'm sorry, I can't work on Star Wars, I have to go get my hair done. I can't work on Star Wars. Meanwhile, meanwhile, <laughs> Ava DuVernay did a wrinkle, was still doing Queen we're still getting to do when they see us. I don't. I don't. So they can go. Yeah. They, it's called multitasking. multitasking. And it's your job. You signed on for it. You said you could yeah. do it. Oh, never mind. They white man their way into it. They were just given these things and then thought, you know what? It'll be easy. Yeah. We're just going to hide on Netflix until people forget what we did. We won't. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> We always remember, but on a much lighter note, we did manage to be productive. We're not just going to run our mouths, even though we absolutely deserve to, because I feel like that, that Game of Thrones ending was just like a joint torture session. Yeah. Like, so I feel like, yeah, it was awful. It was, <laughs> like, I feel like we, we kind of earned the right to like feel bitter and run our mouths a little bit um okay so so where did i oh my five are up here so we came prepared with a constructive list of people who we think would greatly uh replace benioff and weiss when they are telling this story which is apparently supposed to be the story of the origin of the jedi um so if you'd like to go back and forth with me, I'd love to hear your first choice, Kayla. Oh, my first choice. Okay, because, like, he's just really good at, like, coming in and just making <laughs> things with Taika. Like, I just think you should just give him a lot of things to do. Um, also, if you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, please go see it because it is fucking amazing. Yes! But he's just really good and he keeps getting why he's really good and he works for it. Um... And I just, yeah. he, now he knows he's been behind the scenes with the Mandalorian. So, like, why not? And people are, I, I, mm-hmm. I can already hear people like, oh, well, he might not take it, like, seriously. Like, it's like fucking space western opera. <laughs> it's for 12-year-olds, guys. Is it, it's, is it, are you serious? Like, no. He can, no, no. Give it to Taika. Let him do it. Okay? 
<laughs> Taika is the, the like quintessential Star Wars director. Like he's the guy that was made for like, it. it. He was born for this. Like I don't know why that's not cooking. Yeah. Just let it happen. Like it, no. And if you if you you're not just watch what we do in the shadows and tell me he's not made to do this. He's a yeah, quintessential exactly. geek. He's a nerd, and he loves Star Wars. And was really excited to be brought on for Mandalorian. So it just makes sense to go ahead and, like, if you're going to, that would be the guy to go with. And just, there. Yeah. Just give it to him. That would be me. That's like yeah. my first pick, though, because I've got some other. Yep. Yeah, I came, we came with lists, guys. We have this. Um, so my first pick is a, uh, if you are a fan of science fiction and nerdy action, you probably know who this woman is. Roxanne Dawson, yes, from Star Trek, is actually a prolific director of very many TV shows, and she has the chops to tell a story in a galaxy far, far away. She's already been on fantasy shows and action shows uh, like this is, like not like this is this. <laughs> Uh, like the runaways. Uh, <laughs> like what? Like wait, did I miss something? Is there like a? It was the first one on my list. Sorry. <laughs> like I am clearly he's worked on not worried about that show. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I'll get to that point in a sec. But yes, yes, she's worked on uh, Heroes, Ages of Shield, The Runaways, um, and a bunch of really good high action shows that also have like characters finding their way and creating new hope for themselves in the darkness um but i mean this woman knows her crowd like if you want to know if you want somebody who knows which audience they're speaking to it would be a roxanne dawson on top of that she's fantastic with character development she's worked on shows like this is us and the deuce uh and the morning show which is apparently like really super good i don't know it's on facebook right i don't watch (laughs) um It's on Apple Plus. <laughs> oh, Apple Plus. <laughs> I didn't even know that was open. Oops. It did. Well, it, 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 dropped something. it dropped. Uh, and for whatever reason, I got free. Oh. I got free access to the shows. I don't know how maybe because I have an Apple TV. Um, but it actually right. is really good. It's a slow start, but it's it, it, it's it's good. Um, it it very much so is kind of Reese and Jennifer at their best. Um, so. Nice. If you if, and, and yeah, so on the show, yeah, she's uh, directed I think about like two or three episodes of the morning show, um, and I'm a really big fan of pretty much everything else on this list. Um, and yeah, so Roxanne Dawson is my first, first big suggestion. Um, um, I think she was like Lieutenant Torres or something on Star Trek. I care about. <laughs> so my next pick is just kind of like a very big contrast here. So- and the contrast is go mm-hmm. like super dark and get GDT. Go ahead and do it. Yes. I am just a yes. huge and I it would hell let me like his his work kind of speaks for himself. Uh it speaks for himself. Um and I think that that is like one thing that I think I can appreciate. Um, so yeah, I, I'm definitely on the train of having him do something. I just think mm-hmm. if we're going to go 
origin of Jedi, it's going to be dark as hell. So you might want to have that element to it. But that's, mm-hmm. that's just me. I just feel like bring that and then it would just be super, super Latin. And I'm really excited about that. Yes. And there are two other really great strengths he could bring to this. Um, creature work. Guillermo del Toro, like, is very hands-on with the types of creatures he creates and the people he hires to create and and mobilize those creatures. So if you wanted new aliens, that's where you go. And then if you want a story that is dark and whimsical, which is what I would imagine the origin of the Jedi would be, um, that's your guy. You know, he's perfect. We love him. We love him. Um, So my next pick... Uh, is actually her first major film is debuting or either or has debuted. I can't remember. Um, uh, Melina Matsukas, who uh, just worked on Queen and Slim, um, which is either out or is going to be out very soon and looks super, super dope. Um, she's also done a lot of TV work with Insecure, Master of None, and she also directed a few Beyonce videos, including Formation. So if you want someone who can make a very pretty Star Wars movie, uh, wide shots, full scale, uh, full lighting, like this is the person that I'm thinking you would want to hire. Yes. And and then like along those same lines, I think we were kind of like in the same page. Um, I hope Mm -hmm. I don't butcher her name, but I'm going to try and say it. Um, Denisa Bravo, and she is a Panamanian, um, and she's she wrote Lemon, and if you've not seen Lemon, she wrote, she produced it, she directed it, mm-hmm. it is amazing, um, she did the Juneteenth episode of Atlanta, she is just so good at honing in on that stuff and kind of bringing that, like, depth to what she works on, um, mm-hmm. so I would really, like, as a that knows how to tell a story someone that I would trust um, and she's Afro-Latino like and that's just amazing to me so I feel, I feel like that would be yes. um, add some depth to the story um, so that would be I'd love to see like, on it and, and, and contributing to the story um, but I, I, I love that uh, she's got that experience of working types of and then like doing or being the kind of the triple threat to be the producer mm-hmm. the director the writer it takes a lot and I feel like with these types of stories you kind of need someone that can do that and has proven themselves yeah. especially on the indie circuit so I think mm-hmm. that that it definitely like honestly that was Ryan Johnson so it could work that's just me you know I love Ryan Johnson yep. and if you haven't times out yet you is it yeah. out yet? No, it's not that, out yet. I've got it's that. not out yet. But, okay, thank God. But I have Dark Fate on my list, but I need to watch Knives Out. Knives Out is so good. You're going to love it. It's amazing. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so my next pick uh, is actually directing the second unit on episode nine already. Uh, Vic Mahoney, who I am so, I am so excited to see what she makes for episode nine because um, Vic Mahoney is one of my favorite director like I'm I'm a really big character development person like I'm very invested in what every single character is doing I latch on to minor characters very like very tightly and Vic Mahoney is one of those people who doesn't leave someone without a story 
um, in her productions. And so I am so about her, you know, pulling a Deborah Chow and getting rehired for more Star Wars, um, which, by the way, I'm so about Deborah Chow continuing to get hired for Star Wars stuff. Um, and so, yeah, Vic Mahoney is also a really big pick for me. Um, I'm throwing this one out there because I have some time. Yes. I want Carrie Naga. Um, I just think it just has an Asian American voice behind this and it is someone with his mm-hmm. like resume, that work yes. that he's done and he's proven himself. Um, yes, I'm just gonna put it out there. I don't really think I can explain it anymore, but I want Carrie. Um that's just it is what it yes. is. Um if you've never seen uh, beasts of Don- uh, beasts and donation, yeah. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. you you need to. Uh, <laughs> it is yeah. so good, but he also has no time to die. So um, it, it's uh, yes, yes. I just I yeah. he's already been trusted with the Bond franchise. Let him get in the mm-hmm. Star Wars franchise. Ooh. That's just me. Though. <laughs> That's just me. I'm so excited. Like, just thinking about the stuff he could make in Star Wars. Gunfights. Uh, <laughs> so, my next pick might, in fact, be too busy for Star Wars, but I'm going to throw this out into the cosmos because I would love to see Avert DuVernay take on a story, especially maybe not the origin of the Jedi, maybe a ragtag crew of underdogs fighting for what's right. Maybe our standard Star Wars story told through a new lens um and i bring up uh ava specifically because back in episode seven uh the moment um where ray is fighting kylo and they're clash their sabers against each other and the force kind of dawns upon her that sequence of shots was was her um doing she was on set that day and she helped out with that particular shot so I would like to see, because that was beautiful, I would like to see, like, a whole movie um, made by uh, Miss DuVernay. So, yeah. It's a big one for me. So, I'm actually going to change my 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 original. Um, mm-hmm. Only because I know she loves Star Wars, and I want to give her this chance. I'm, I'm changing who I originally said. Um, I want Chandra mm-hmm. Will. I want Chandra Wilson from Grey's Anatomy, who <gasps> plays Miranda yes. Bailey. She, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna like cry if I say this, but um, Chandra Rhymes letting Sh- and Sh- Chandra Wilson is such a huge fan of Star Wars, and they gave that trait to Bailey. And Bailey knows everything mm. about Star Wars. There is a scene where she literally talks about Han Solo um, to the kid that's in, encased in. Uh, concrete because he was trying to impress the girl um, and she's oh like she's like it, it literally I remember crying watching that episode because I'm like oh this is genius um, but I know that she's she's directed episodes of Green she's really her episodes are really good that she's directed and I feel like if she got her mm-hmm. hands on like working with Star Wars whether it be with writing an episode or being part of the, the wider group I feel like it could be like give it so much depth of someone who loves it and knows the lore um mm-hmm. I, I want it I just needed to change it I mean like I could still say my other person but the more I thought about it I'm like Chandra Wilson is just it just makes sense 
Dude, it is so funny that you brought her up, and I hate to, like, plug my job and stuff. Actually, I don't hate to plug my job, because what I do is awesome. Um, but she is actually in a short film that's on Seed and Spark, uh, which is the um, production and crowdfunding platform that I work for. It's called Muted. You can stream it for whatever price you want. Um, but I was actually just watching it, like, two days ago, and so it's so funny that you bring her up, because that it's like a 10 minute short about a mother whose daughter goes missing. And because the local police don't help her because she's black, um, they, she takes matters into her own hand and hands and tries to find her daughter. And it is so heart wrenching. And her performance is so honest and real. And like, I just, when you brought up her name, I was like, oh, Wilson. <laughs> my heart did backflip. So like, yes, please. Because to have watched a film like that and know she's a Star Wars fan, which is not something that I knew until you told me today. Um, I'm a hundred percent about this. I love her. <laughs> um, well, my final pick uh, is, wait, do I have a final? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Um, so this uh, is actually a writer pick for this cast of directors that we've put together, which by the way, that's nine. So if you guys can't find nine directors of color, I don't know what's wrong with you. Like I, we did this in like three, we got this together in like three hours. Like we, this is not very hard. Um, but this particular writer, Andrea Berloff is a Jewish writer who has worked on her biggest uh, credits are so wide ranging and different that I thought like they were so perfect for Star Wars. Uh, she has worked on Straight Outta Compton. She's worked on the script for The Kitchen, which recently came out. And she also worked on, uh, I think it's like 2012's World Trade Center movie, which is really, I only picked that because of the large scale of that particular movie and her ability to handle mass scenes and also like very character driven private scenes. Um, so were you to choose any of these particular wonderful lines of directors, do also consider perhaps a writer who did some good stuff and is a woman or a person of color or both. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes <laughs> sense. And then just as my honorary mention and who I was originally going to say is Karen Kusama, who, ah, if you know her, she did Jennifer's Body, which is the yes. ever. Um, and she also did Aeon Flux. So, just really good she's all about them and like throw that shit up in some star wars make some people mad but i feel like mm -hmm. she could kind of kill it if you gave her the chance so yeah I i'm all for it all for it yeah and that's our list of replacements we came claws out this episode <laughs> we did I feel like but we were just we were like we're ready <laughs> I mean, but I mean, like I, I think we're all hyped. We're like on, we're like on a candy high. Like we're post Halloween, oh, yeah. and we're like it's holiday season, which means the Star Wars season. That's what we call it in my house, the Star Wars season. Like we had a debate, or like, are we gonna do a Star Wars tree, or what are we gonna do? But yeah, I think that that, you no, know, we out, but we had to. I think that it yeah, was, it was needed. Yeah, we had to come back somehow, and uh, we did it with Claude. So I'm uh, okay. So we just did like a whole episode. I'm very proud of us, um, and I think it's about time to go. So where can we find you online, Kayla? What are you up to? What are you doing? I yeah, and together underscore G I E S E L A Um, 
I right now just working really hard and I have a lot going on and you know I'm trying to make Ooh. money because the holidays are expensive but um I just did um my first like did sponsor piece and I had a new byline with the fair and Yay! so like I had to go and drink part of like <laughs> my coverage which was like what nice. and it's rum and nice. it's parties and it's oh Cuban, like it was a great night. Um, oh. So it was actually really cool to get the opportunity to do that. So that's like my newest thing, and I'll have some other stuff come up too, as far as writing goes. Um, as we get deep into the stuff that drops, just be on the lookout, and you can go to k marketingcom uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm Katrina. You can find me uh, anywhere on the internet if you type in O H C A T R I N A, um, either with an at before it or a dot com after it, but not both at the same time. It'd be very unfortunate if you did that. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I, I will be working on a bunch of stuff over the holidays that. Uh, you should totally follow me on Twitter for because I can't talk about like any of them. So uh, maybe soon, uh, more reason to follow me. Um, and yeah, I think you just, we just completed and you listener have also completed the first episode back of Ituvanta Tambien. I am so excited to be co-host to Kayla Sutton. Uh, and I'm, and I'm going to miss you until we record again, Kayla. I, I know. I'm going to miss you so much, <laughs> even though it's going to be probably pretty soon because it's Star Wars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll see I mean, you next week. We're going to have to talk about the Mandalorian. Bless. Yeah. So, I mean, like, well, I'll be right back. I mean, like, to the probably on a Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. And, like, you'll mm-hmm. get another one right after the Mandalorian drops. So, you yeah, yes. enjoy us being back. And then, like I said, hey. be on the lookout on our feed for live tweet information and for Star Wars and Star Wars season. And, uh, yeah, that's the, you know what? That's the hashtag. Hashtag Star Wars season. I love it. Star Wars season sounds good to me. In fact, look for that hashtag because I'll be using it to post all of our upcoming live tweets and other sort of things. Um, final note, if you like this podcast, please review it positively. Um, we don't really ask for it usually. I just felt like it was so I'm supposed to say it. Um, and if you guys want more episodes, please subscribe or just follow us on Twitter or somewhere where we update these things so that you don't miss out on an episode because we'll miss you. Um, so yeah, until next time, uh, I've been Katrina. Who have you been? I've been Kayla. She's been Kayla. <laughs> and this has been Itubanta Tambien. And we'll see you later. May the force be with you. Bye-bye. Bye. Adios. There's Ray, Finn and Poe, and BB-8 as well. What a cute and wacky little droid. And hey, it's Kylo Ren in his back and evil mask. Does he scare you as much as he scares me?